What a world! Welcome all to another episode of the Ocho, presented to you in partnership, as always, with SB Nation's blog and theboys.com. My name is RJ Ochoa. You know me, of course, from BTB and from Riders, your humble host on the Ocho. It is Thursday, the third day, April 13th, 2023. We are trying something new around here that we will explain in just a moment. But before we do, we want to remind you that the Ocho is presented to you by our friends at Righteous Felon Craft jerky the jerky that helps fuel our dallas cowboys that is correct righteous felon jerky and biltong are available for cowboys players at the ford center training facility each two ounce bag of jerky has 16 to 20 grams of protein biltong 32 and each meat stick appropriately has ocho grams of protein if it's good enough for the cowboys it's got to be good enough for you as well righteous felon uses locally sourced all natural black angus beef and prides itself on superior quality revolutionary branding and unique flavors that go beyond the stereotypical jerky offering go to righteousfelon.com and use discount code btb15 at checkout to get 15 percent off of your order that is righteousfelon.com discount code btb15 at checkout to get 15 percent off of your order now i mentioned that we are trying something new something different it is the off season it's all about experimentation it's all about figuring things out and i tell you all the time because it's the truth that it's our job and that is literally the truth um to talk about the dallas cowboys to you to give you the dallas cowboys content that we hope uh you enjoy that we believe you deserve and so I think we do a very good job of that, but we're always trying to innovate and be different. And we've toyed around with putting some of the interviews that I conduct here on the Ocho here on the blog of the boys YouTube channel. And that is an admission that we are actually in two places right now. As I'm recording this, it is Wednesday, the 12th. Uh, it's almost 1.30 uh, p.m. Central Standard Time. The Houston Astros are up 2-0 in Pittsburgh in the bottom of the sixth inning, if you really want to know a uh, full and total picture of what time it is. But uh, we're going to record this and post it as a podcast and on the video, or excuse me, on the video, on the YouTube side of things, because we're going to be displaying some information on screen. We want to, you know, we want to see how this goes. We want to try it out. Uh, there's a visual component that is obviously um, going to be lacking a little bit. If you're a podcast listener, I'm going to do my best to obviously uh, appease you and describe the information that you'll need to understand the point. But look, we don't know. We want to marry these two worlds together. We want to make sure we're all here together. The NFL draft's obviously coming up. We're going to be doing a lot of things that do blend with our podcast network and our YouTube channel. So we figured with two weeks to go, the NFL draft is in fact two weeks from today. We figured this was a good place to start. So uh, today, we're going to be talking about Mike Clay's projection model. Mike Clay does a lot of fantastic work for ESPN, and every year has a projection model that is updated throughout the offseason to reflect things like uh, free agency, trades, the NFL draft, et cetera, et cetera. Um, the projection model is incredible. I cannot recommend checking it out enough. Head to Twitter at Mike Clay NFL. I did write about this, by the way. Uh, so you can check that out at blogandtheboys.com if you want to see everything married together. But today we're going to be talking about what Mike Clay's projection model suggests the 2023 Dallas Cowboys will do. So let's get it up on the screen. If you're watching on YouTube, obviously you're seeing this. If you are listening to the podcast, you can head over to the YouTube channel. Uh, you can check out the article at blogontheboys.com, or you can, of course, um, rely on me. I've got you here. So uh, this is Mike Clay's projection model as of April the 11th. As I said, it is updated constantly throughout the offseason because different things happen, even slight things, right? Like Maybe you don't view the signing of Ronald Jones to be a massive thing for the Dallas Cowboys, but that does change the projection as far as carries and rushing yards and touchdowns. This is a very good tool if you are unaware of it uh, for the purposes of, say, fantasy football, especially if you're in a dynasty league where you're kind of playing and monitoring all season long, all off season long, rather. 
uh, it's good to check out. But so this is as of April 11th. Uh, things, you know, there's a possibility it could be slightly different if you're looking at it on Thursday, Friday, or sometime if you've discovered this video in May or June, July, whatever the case may be. So as of April 11th, uh, the model has Dak Prescott throwing for almost 4,000 yards. That is 3,967 passing yards throughout the 2023 season, 28 touchdowns and 15 interceptions. Again, the model is partly based on who the players have been as of late. Dak Prescott obviously threw a lot of interceptions last year. I think it's fair to expect some regression to the mean um, for Dak Prescott in that sense. Now, we said that last year, right? We said there was no way the Cowboys were going to have as many takeaways as a defense, as a whole, et cetera, et cetera. What did they do? They shut us all up. They proved to be the exception, um, the only exception. Was it um, was it Paramore who's saying the only exception? I really don't know. But either way, um, that would be good for the third best statistical season of Dak Prescott's career. Um, I think we would all take, you know, let's round up, call it 4,000 yards, 30 touchdowns. Again, I'm rounding a little bit here. Um, but that is, uh, that's, that's hard to be upset about, obviously, uh, if you're a Dallas Cowboys fan. And so these projections obviously include individual statistics as is obvious. Tony Pollard's projection is 1160 rushing yards, eight rushing touchdowns, two receiving touchdowns. So you're talking about, uh, excuse me, 10 total touchdowns for Tony Pollard on the season. Ronald Jones projected to have 142 rushing attempts. That feels a little bit like too much. I think in my mind, 622 rushing yards, five rushing touchdowns for Ronald Jones. Again, we'll see how things shake out. This will obviously be, updated and impacted by the NFL draft as we all expect the Cowboys to draft a running back to some degree. Um, now, whether that's Bijan Robinson at 26 overall, you know, remains to be seen, but who knows? I want to talk about the um, the overall projections for the Cowboys as a whole in just a minute, but we talked about that. We talked about Tony Pollard um, as we just kind of round out the the triplets of the team, so to speak, whatever, if you want to call it that. Uh, CeeDee Lamb is projected to have 141 targets, 97 receptions, over 1,100 receiving yards, and seven receiving touchdowns. That would be an incredible season that I think we would all be very happy with. Now, Brandon Cooks, if you're curious, uh, projected to be the second leading receiver on the Cowboys, almost 850 yards, but not the second leading receiver when it comes to receiving touchdowns. In fact, this model has Michael Gallup finishing with as many receiving touchdowns as CeeDee Lamb in 2023, seven apiece and only five for Brandon Cooks. Incidentally, one going to Jalen Tolbert, one going to Kevontae Turpin, two to Jake Ferguson, two to Peyton Hendershot, and one to Sean McEwen. I don't know how accurate you know that's going to wind up being. Um, I think we all think Jake Ferguson will be involved to some degree in the passing offense. But again, that changes contextually if the Cowboys do wind up drafting a premier tight end uh, two weeks from now, certainly in the first round, whether it's Dalton Kincaid or Michael Mayer. And again, all this changes to a significant degree. If the Cowboys wind up with Zay Flowers, I know that was the mock uh, that we did here on Tuesday on the roundtable that the crew did, um, you know, Jackson Smith and Jigba, if that were to happen or whatever, Quentin Johnston. I mean, like there's a lot of ways that this could be impacted and, you know, by way of the draft. That's just kind of the fun and the magic when it comes to building an NFL team. And that's the goal, right? You obviously want to have a team that succeeds. You want to have these individual accolades, these individual statistics. You want to see your players do a lot of great things. And we would love to see Dak lead the league in passing or CD lead the league in receiving or Tony Pollard lead the league in, in total yards from scrimmage. But what matters at the end of the day is the number of wins that you have. And in case you are curious, the Dallas Cowboys are projected to win over 10 
games, 10.8 specifically. That is the fourth most in the NFL. If you are, are watching on YouTube, you see that over on the right. I know these are small, but I wanted to get uh, everything available for you. It's that that part highlighted by yellow. Again, Mike Clay's model has the Cowboys projected to have the fourth most wins in the NFL throughout the 2023 season and currently has the Dallas Cowboys facing the 20 first most difficult schedule uh which is a good thing obviously the cowboys actually are projected to face the easiest schedule of all four teams in the nfc east um not the same sort of walk in the park uh that the division had last year in fact the nfc south as a whole kind of has a pretty fair and easy schedule this coming season um but all the factors kind of work in the cowboys favor right they're facing and by the way this strength of schedule within mike clay's model isn't based on winning percentage last year a lot of people tend to do that right a lot of people look there are different ways um to kind of look at you know strength of schedule as i kind of take that off screen here for a moment a lot of people base strength of schedule off of just the way that the teams performed last year right win loss record a year ago winning percentage a year ago that's not truly representative of who a team is, right? You look at the Cowboys, for example. You cannot just say, well, because they were 12 and 5 last year, let's just fit, let's just factor that into who they're going to be in 2023. They lost some players, right? They added some players, right? Look at think about the 49ers as an example. They added Javon Hargrave. Think about the Philadelphia Eagles, who lost Javon Hargrave and a number of other players. So you cannot just do that. Now, a lot of people tend to also, this is an interesting way of approaching this. They define uh, strength of schedule by projected wins, by over-unders, by things like that, by what betting markets are suggesting each team is going to do or whatever the case may be. Now, Mike Clay's model is updated to reflect all of the roster moves that have happened so far this offseason. So it is, I think, more representative of who these teams really are. If you are watching on screen, you will see that there is kind of a schedule um, that is laid out. This is a hypothetical schedule. The schedule obviously has not been released. So uh, don't look at this and say, oh, the Cowboys are opening with the Detroit Lions. But of the Cowboys 17 games, they are only projected to not have an over 50% win probability in three of them. That is correct. Mike Clay's model has the Dallas Cowboys with an under 50% win probability in three games, and they are all on the road for the Cowboys against the Los Angeles Chargers and Kellen Moore. Obviously, there's a lot to like about the Chargers and their offense, especially if you do believe in Kellen. I recognize that's not a lot of people around here. Uh, on the road against the Buffalo Bills, clearly a very talented quarterback in Josh Allen. Stephon Diggs is amazing. Von Miller, I think we all kind of forgot, is a member of that team. Um, and then on the road against the Philadelphia Eagles. They're obviously the reigning NFC champions, reigning NFC East champions. Uh, they're a very good team. And even though they lost a lot of players, they're going to be very good in 2023. Now, the game at home against the Eagles for the Cowboys, I mentioned they're um, shy of 50% win probability when it comes to their road matchup. But their home game against the Eagles, they, are, they have a 56% win probability. So it's still, you know, Still plus 50, right? But lower on that side of the spectrum. But Cowboys projected to have 10 wins in 2023, which is obviously very good. Now, I mentioned that that is the fourth most in the NFL. What does that get you, right? And I recognize that that sounds low, right? Like 10 wins, like that's the fourth most in the NFL. These are projections, right? Like these, are, this is not like an actual total indication of how many wins an NFL team is going to have. You have to account for a number of different things, which this model obviously does. But what does this model suggest the regular season is going to look like when it is all said and done? I'm glad that you asked this question. Oh my gosh, I lost this uh, for a second. There we go. I'm going to switch the view. I messed this up. We're good to go. Mike Clay's model has the Dallas Cowboys winning the NFC East and finishing as the number one seed 
in the NFC. That is pretty sick. If you ask me, I mentioned the Cowboys have the fourth most wins projected, obviously, uh, throughout the entire NFL. The only teams projected to win more games than the Cowboys by this model are the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm going in ascending order here, the Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills, which obviously explains why the game in Buffalo uh, figures to be a difficult one for the Cowboys. So as noted, Mike Clay has the Cowboys or Mike Clay's model, excuse me, has the Cowboys winning the NFC East and finishing as the one seed within the division as uh, within the division, within the conference as a whole. The NFC seeding, if you're curious, according to this model, Dallas, number one, San Francisco, number two. Amazingly, the New Orleans Saints, number three, the Minnesota Vikings, number four. So not enough love for the Detroit Lions, the Philadelphia Eagles earning the top wild card like the Cowboys did a year ago as the five seed. Those Lions coming in with the second one, the sixth seed I mentioned at the uh, Houston Astros game uh, that I was watching in the background here. Alex Bregman just hit a three-run home run. Let's go. Uh, And the seventh seed, the final playoff spot belonging to the Seattle Seahawks. Now, this would feature a lot of last year's playoff teams returning to the fold. The only new teams would be the Lions and the Saints. Uh, This would feature, obviously, the Vikings uh, winning the NFC North again, the Niners winning the NFC West again, the Cowboys winning the the NFC East as opposed to the Eagles. Things don't generally go that chalk in the NFL, and these are just projections, right? Like maybe you're sitting here and you're saying, I don't care about what the numbers say. I don't believe. I'm not going to believe until I see it, blah, 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 whatever the case may be. That's fair. That's fine. These are just projections, but these are strong indicators that the Cowboys are in line to have a very good season, and that is something worth being excited about. And consider that this is the projection. This is the layout of things prior to the NFL draft, which is generally when the Dallas Cowboys perform their best. And what's more, even if you believe it's impossible for the Cowboys to perform better than they have to this point in the offseason – No disrespect intended to Stephon Gilmore or Brandon Cooks, but the Cowboys, like most teams in the NFL, have yet to utilize their most premium asset this entire offseason. When this offseason began, when the Cowboys lost in the divisional round to the San Francisco 49ers, the biggest chip that they had at their disposal was that 26th overall pick. So they have yet to cash that in. If we presume the Cowboys are able to get some sort of similar contribution with their first-round pick as they have in years past, that's my dog scratching at the couch in the office, then they're all the better, right? (laughs) That's a really exciting thing, especially like we talked about when we were looking at individual statistical projections. If it's a Dalton Kincaid or a Michael Mayer or a Zay Flowers or somehow a Jackson Smith and Jigba, if this offense takes another level by way of a premium addition, that is an exciting thing to consider. So Cowboys projected to be a very, very, very good team in 2023. In fact, the best team in the NFC. But again, until they do that, a lot of people are going to have a lot of problems believing it. So I hope you liked this. Um, This was, like I said, a new twist. So if you're a YouTube uh, viewer and you didn't like it, if you're a podcast listener and you didn't like it, I would certainly love to hear your feedback. My name is RJ Ochoa. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at RJ Ochoa. You can reach me by way of Instagram DM if you want to send a longer message. I'm on TikTok, RJ.Ochoa, or you can send me an email if you'd like rg.ochoa at sbnation.com. You can also comment on the YouTube video if you're watching there. For now, I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to bid you adieu, the YouTube audience. I know that the introduction I had was a little bit new for you, so this is how we typically sign off on the podcast side of things. Um, I'm going to say that I hope you have the best Thursday ever. Hope you have the best Thursday of all time, the best Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of all time, the greatest week ever, the greatest month, greatest year, greatest decade, greatest life. You know why? Because you deserve it. We will see you manana, my friends. As always, go Cowboys and peace out.
Claude 3 from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point of the price performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skill and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and lowest cost model on the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who use Anthropic to navigate this new frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, today. Jumpstart your genius with Claude 3 by Anthropic. The Current Podcast is back with an exciting new season featuring marketing executives from the world's most influential brands. Tune in to hear what's driving conversation in the fast-moving world of digital advertising with unique insights from brands as diverse as Hilton, Instacart, Moderna, Major League Soccer, and more. And in this presidential election season, The Current explores what a national political advertiser like the National Republican Senatorial Committee and a major CPG brand like Hershey can learn from each other. Listen in and subscribe to The Current at thecurrent.com or wherever you get your podcasts.